Welcome to the best works of emerging explicit romance authors. Our curators select a wide variety of tales about the lifelong human quest for satisfying, lasting, and meaningful expressions of sexual health. Steamy Stories Daily Podcast focuses primarily on short stories. Explicit Novels Daily Podcast presents longer format novels over a span of episodes. Subscribe to both Steamy Stories and Explicit Novels in your favorite podcasting app. And now, today's story. Aussie Chronicles A Pair of Letters from Life Down Under Story 1, Can I Hold Your Hand? The Guy Who Had Something Extra Gives It To Her By Bestrakian My name is Dennis. Growing up on our ranch in Western Australia, I lived a pretty isolated life. Starting at around age 12, I was bussed into town and had to adjust to big classrooms and girls. Some of them were already well developed by the time I hit my, shall we call it, growth spurt. I noticed I had a weird effect on girls but more so on women. If they touched my hands they'd act weird and sometimes just get quiet and stare at me. It was weird so I didn't tell my parents but by the time I was 13 I wore gloves all the time. That way I could do all the normal things everyone else did like shake hands and stuff like that without causing a problem. At first, folks assumed I had an injury or skin rash. Soon folks thought I had some OCD about germs. Yes, as hard as it was to wear gloves all the time it was even harder not to wear them. You never know how much people touch each other with their hands until you can't do it. Try refusing to shake someone's hand sometime. You'll see. Fortunately for me the hand thing had no effect on my own household members, including my mother and sister. Perhaps it's a pheromone thing, I don't know. At a family reunion when I was 14, my female cousins went numb like the girls at school, so after that, I always wore gloves around them. Unless I wanted them to shut up, then it was kind of handy. As I transitioned from middle school to high school, the female reactions to my touch brought on more immediate and expressive sexual attraction. The younger girls were confused by their feelings, the older and sexually active girls weren't confused at all. They knew they were horny. Granted, I took off the gloves like when I was out with my Boy Scout troop, playing sports at school, and some other social events where there were no women around. Avoiding girls as a practice made some people think I was gay, so it was a relief when I went off to Perth for Curtin University, where being weird was much more acceptable. But more to the point here is I wasn't gay. I really did want a girlfriend. In my speech class I met a cute girl named Melody. She was perky, a little offbeat, average in size, and she wore her dark hair in very feminine pixie cut that showed off a sexy neck. Taking a chance, I started to hang out more with Melody and a group of friends from Bunbury, a city further south on Australia's west coast. One night she came to a rugby game I was in. Afterward, she came down on the field and impulsively leaned in and kissed me on the lips before going home with her gals. I discovered that I could kiss her and she was just fine, with no odd side effects. A month later, a few of us were in her off-campus apartment after class, for lunch. After eating, the others suddenly left for class, leaving just the two of us. Mel was looking at my gloved hands. She asked why I wore gloves around campus, but not in always. She even saw me at rugby practice last week without gloves on. I tried brushing it off with a witty joke. I had several rehearsed one-liners ready for such inquiries. 
She laughed, then added, but seriously, why? I tried a tall-tale far-fetched narrative for my next comeback. That didn't deter her persistency either. I paused, then decided to risk it and just explain to her about the gloves and the true impact of my hands, but I think she thought the truth was just an even crazier tale to cover for some obsessive compulsive thing on my part. Dennis, do you think it would be okay for me to touch your hands without the gloves? Do you trust me? It had been a few years since the last time I deliberately touched a woman, and that was in another place, hours away from college. Maybe here and now it would be okay. Besides, I was longing to touch her and feel her lovely skin. All right, but don't say I didn't tell you what might happen. With that I removed my gloves. Your hands look so soft. I've never seen a guy with hands as soft as yours. And that's where her sentence ended. Mel had her hand on mine and now she had that glazed over look, which I remembered so well. As she sat there staring at me, I took the chance to gently touch her face and then steal a caress of her gorgeous neck. That stirred her up a bit. Oh my god, that's amazing, she finally said. Then her face turned a little red. What's it like? I asked her. Hate to admit but I was really curious about it. It's like riding a roller coaster and getting that feeling you get when it goes over a hill. She squirmed in her seat. Oh, that's doing things for me. Then she got up and strided over to her bathroom. I got up and cleared the table, grabbed my gloves, then sat on the couch. A couple minutes later she came back out, looking calmer. She sat down by me and said, I thought I might have peed my panties. False alarm, sort of. She sat back down at the table and looked at me in wonder as the effect started to wear off. Fuck, Dennis. You weren't lying were you? Oh my god, that must have been a bitch to grow up with that. You poor thing. Her hands impulsively went to mine again, and she touched me before I had a chance to react. Her head dropped back against the backrest, and her jaw went slack. She just seemed to melt into the couch. I let go of her hands and her recovery was a little faster this time. She was definitely experiencing it pretty intensely. She was looking at me like she was starving and I was a bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, Virgin Dennis was stupid enough not to realize that she was sexually aroused. Oh my. I think we need to explore this a little more. She said as she reached for me again. This time I pulled my hands back and slipped on my gloves. Mel, I think I'm gonna to the library and maybe let you get yourself together, okay? I stood up and left her on her couch. She looked a little confused so I left to let her recover in private. It was maybe 20 minutes later when she texted me, asking me to come back to her place. I sighed and texted back that I was on my way. I figured if she was okay enough to text me then she was okay, right? I guess I had some responsibility to make sure she was okay. It was 20 minutes for me to walk back to her place. When she opened the door for me, I caught my breath. The object of my desire was standing before me in a long t-shirt. I immediately noticed her stiff nipples and concluded that the t-shirt was perhaps the only thing she was wearing. She still had that craving hungry look. She managed to compose herself and politely invite me in and had me sit on her couch. I think we need to talk it she said as she sat down next to me and let her soft boob lean against my horny arm. Okay, I said. About what? 
Then she looked me in the eyes and boldly said, I think you need to fuck me so we can find out what this does. She said this with an impish smile while reaching for down my cock, which was hard. To be honest, I'd been very smitten by Mel since we first met on campus. Hence, it was usually hard when I was around Mel, so this wasn't all that remarkable. What was remarkable was my virgin cock getting its first female attention. I immediately decided that I liked this. Love this. Quite a lot. Mel, this is probably going to be a very bad idea. Are you sure you want to do this, because I know I do? She bit her lip and in a very exaggerated nod, said, God, yes. Leading me to her bedroom, she unbuttoned my shirt and pushed it off my shoulders. My shorts came next and I let them drop as I stepped out of my sandals. I was almost naked except for my gloves. Mel pulled her t-shirt over her head, and there she was. In all her feminine glory, she smiled at me and then kissed me lightly on the lips. Her hands went to my gloves. Mel, I have to tell you something. She looked a little surprised and she smiled. Okay, the hand thing wasn't enough. What else? And please don't tell me you have herpes. I'm a virgin. She giggled and smiled as she held her hands against her chest, so am I. Isn't this crazy? I was planning to wait, but now all I can think about is you. She yanked my arm and tugged me to the bedroom. Then she pulled back the blankets and climbed onto the middle of the waterbed. Padding on the bed she meant for me to join her. My cock jutted out from my body like a diving board. I briefly had an ethical discussion with myself about what I was doing and if it was fair to Mal. I quickly realized that I loved her, I wanted to be with her, and sooner or later we were going to have sex so why not now? Besides, she liked me, right? I went to get on the bed and had one knee on the blankets when she held up her hand. Gloves. Off. Now. I drew in a breath for the moment of truth and took off my gloves. Being careful not to touch her too soon I got onto the bed next to her and laid on my side. She rolled over to face me, we rocked a bit from the waves. Touch me, she said. Where? She smiled. Any damn where you want. But do it now. I slowly moved my hand to her breast and then gently palmed it. Her reaction was instant. She sighed as a feeling of arousal and euphoria swept over her. I may have been a virgin but I knew what serious arousal looked like and this was it. Her face was flush, again. The glassy look in her eyes returned, but she held it together better. We kissed and started making out. Her hands were all over me and my hands were all over her. I noticed that her pelvis was rhythmically rocking. I don't think she knew. It wasn't maybe even two or three minutes when she rolled onto her back and pulled me on top of her. I had no idea what I was doing but my cock certainly knew where it wanted to be and I started pushing and prodding. Here, she said, as she reached between us and firmly grabbed my rod and guided me until my sensitive tip felt her warm cunt. She moved my cock across her furrow a few times and then suddenly I felt the silky smooth wetness of her treasures. I hesitated and looked into her eyes. Please, she lusted. I slipped into a glorious heaven. It was snug and tight and shallow, but with a twerk of her hips, she burst open her depths. Ah, aha, she groaned for a moment, her eyes expressing some pain. And then she rocked her hips up and swallowed my full length. It was wet, warm, and snug. 
And it blew my mind to finally have my cock inside the girl of my dreams. Oh, Jesus, fuck. She uttered as I started to fuck her. Her eyes rolled back and then she closed them, panting heavily. She fell limp as my hips rose and fell on hers. I'd love to tell you it went on and on but, you know, virgin. I was new to this and too soon I felt my cum rising. I think my last wet dream lasts longer than this. The college health class came back to me at that moment. I briefly thought about stopping. Then looking at Mel, my desire took over and I pressed deep into her and let loose. It felt so great to come in her. We laid there embracing for a few more minutes as her breathing relaxed. Look at me, Dennis, she said. As I looked at her, she started twitching and moaning. Her hips moved to meet mine and I shot out another few squirts of cum. We did this routine again, until my cock and balls were starting to feel a little sore from the effort. When I was done, Mel lay there senseless. She was still twitching and moaning, and now her hands felt her own body. It was amazingly erotic. This thing she was doing went on and on, but then tapered off for several minutes at which point she fell soundly asleep. I got up and turned around to look at the lovely woman who gave herself to me. I looked down at my spent dick. It had a bit of a blood stain at the base. I guess this is what's referred to as popping her cherry. I grabbed my clothes and took a quick rinse in her shower, then got dressed enough to be presentable. Sitting down in her living room I fiddled with my hands and eventually turned on the TV. The sun set in the west. Right around 8 o'clock I heard her stirring. When she came out of the bedroom she had this silly smile on her face. And the t-shirt. Just the t-shirt. I could tell she was still aroused. Anyone would have seen that. Lover, that was absolutely fucking amazing. You're okay. Really I was concerned for her. I loved her after all. She sat down on the couch next to me and kissed me. I'm fine. I had no idea that was what sex was supposed to be like. Fuck. Her hand went to my chest. Dennis, you're like the best psych drug ever invented. You've done drugs. Just. Only when I had my wisdom teeth pulled. And this was way the fuck better than that. When your dick touched me it was like the whole world felt at peace and everything was going to be wonderful and then you started fucking me. Damn, that was intense. When you came in me it was like getting injected with a rainbow. She went on and on about the experience and as she did it was pretty clear she wanted more. I touched her face and she flushed with arousal and this time we didn't even make it back to the bed. I fucked her right there on the couch. I lasted a little longer before I felt the unstoppable urge to come in her. This time she gave a little cry and then fell limp. It took me a little time to calm down and when I did, I picked up Mel and carried her to the bedroom. She was totally passed out and I figured to let her sleep it off so after covering her up I got dressed and headed to my dorm. She called me late the next morning, explaining how she'd slept in and missed her morning classes. She didn't seem to care about it too much and told me she would make her afternoon classes. But she also insisted I had to come over for dinner. Naturally I spent my time in class thinking about Mel. By the time I made it to a place I was getting hard before I got to her door, with the near certainty that I was going to get laid. When she opened her door for me she radiated sexiness. Her movements were different and she simply appeared more beautiful than before. 
It hearkened to me some classic literature references to the power of a woman's glamour, her charms, as another author phrased it. She was a new woman. A viral woman, a woman awakened to seduction and seducing. There was also a resoluteness to her now, and she made clear that she desired me. I knew that most of this was from my condition, the potent effect of my bare hands upon a female prospect. Still, it was getting me laid, right? We made it through dinner, and then we managed to talk for a short time. Mel was amazed at herself for what she was doing with me. She said it was totally against her nature and upbringing to have given up her virginity and to keep risking pregnancy with me, but she couldn't help herself. 20 minutes later she passed out after I'd filled her cunt again. As she lay there sleeping it off I realized that when she got a dose of my cum it was sedating her, so the little swimmers in my semen would have time to travel upstream into her womb. I looked at the sleeping girl and realized that my cum was doing double duty trying to get her pregnant. When she woke up, she wanted to go again and so did my cock. In due time, she quit school because she didn't care about it anymore. And then the day she told me she was pregnant, the tears were flowing and she was crying right until I took off my gloves and touched her face. I took her to visit my parents that next weekend, apprehensive of my parents' reaction. My father spoke first, son, this is a huge relief. My health issues require that I stop ranching or get a lot of help. I was hoping to delay the matter until you finish college, but I was going to ask you to come home and take over the business. If the two of you could settle down here with us, I'll get the home builders out here next week. We'd just gotten our first royalty check from the new natural gas wells that were drilled last year. Dad needed a way to reinvest it in the ranch, or he'd have to pay some very high taxes on the windfall. We got married the following month in Mel's hometown. Then my parents threw a big reception at the family ranch a few weeks later. As the baby grew Mel became very calm and tranquil. She definitely had a baby glow. We'd still fuck and it still had the same effect on her, but even when we weren't fucking she'd still be very zen-like. I understood it when the baby was born and Mel would get a sedated, glazed-over expression whenever little Gary, named after my father, put his hands on her tits and latched on to suckle them. It didn't sexually arouse her, but it still sent her into a trance-like condition. My boy was going to be a chip off the old block. I nicknamed him a chip. By Bastrakian for Literotica. Story 2. New Step Siblings in Aussie Lockdown Teens meet in Melbourne for their parents' wedding, then get left together in lockdown Australia. By Bastrakian, listen to the podcast at Steamy Stories. When my father told me that he was getting married again I accepted it as good news. He'd been alone and depressed since the divorce and when he met Debbie she clearly brought back his smile and his joy. So of course I was happy for him. It was just after Thanksgiving in 2019 when they decided on getting married the following June. The plan was for four of us to take a family trip together instead of doing the traditional honeymoon vacation. The four of us included my father, Debbie, myself, and my new stepsister, Taylor. The June date was set to coincide with Taylor graduating high school. Taylor was pretty happy about the plan to take a trip to Australia because their drinking laws would allow even a freshly minted 18-year-old to enjoy a visit to a bar. Over the ensuing months I got to know Taylor fairly well and we ended up getting along despite some serious differences. 
where I was a devoted outdoorsman who loved hiking, off-road sports, climbing, and working out Taylor was your typical ginger. She was alabaster white and would get sunburned if she was in the sun for much more than a few minutes. She was also nearsighted and she had to wear glasses to see past her arm. She was cute in a dorky sort of way and I had no problem enjoying her company. The news of COVID started up in January but most everyone I knew dismissed it as being an overhyped flu. Granted, we took it more seriously as time went on but we still had plans to visit Australia and we kept to them. The wedding took place the weekend after Taylor's graduation. The next morning was a flurry of activity as we headed off to the airport. There had been a lockdown in Melbourne that May but it ended soon enough that our plans were not affected. It wasn't easy to get into Australia but we did and when we arrived we headed off to the house we'd rented for the vacation. We'd be there three weeks and we'd head home on July 9th just as planned. One thing we quickly discovered is that July is in the depths of winter, for the Aussies. The rental house was pretty amazing. It was in the town of Port Campbell situated on the ocean and that meant I had quite a lot to do every day. I quickly found myself a kayak and spent several of my days exploring the coast and getting in some decent fishing. My father and Debbie had a good time, of course, and Taylor made the best of it staying in the shade and catching up on her books. You know how when you go on vacation you allow yourself to detach from the world and not have much care for the news? Yep, that was our mistake. Living in our little vacation bubble we had no idea that not only had COVID not blown over but it was getting worse. We only got an idea that things were getting serious when my father got a toothache and decided to cut the honeymoon short by a couple days and go home. Turned out that a lot of Americans were trying to get out of Australia at that point, so airline seats were at a premium. The best my father could pull off were two seats for himself and Debbie. Taylor and I would have to wait for our flight on July 9th before we'd get home. Where we'd only be waiting a couple days for the flight my father paid for me and Taylor to stay in a decent enough Melbourne apartment with a view of the beach and the cruise pier. It was a great location and even though we'd just be there a couple days I was looking forward to making the most of the wintertime beach. The airport situation was a little crazy so we ended up saying our goodbyes at the apartment and then Taylor and I watched as the taxi took our parents away. That afternoon we went to a local store to get a few things and noticed that the other shoppers were all stocking up. Something about their faces alarmed me. What are you doing, asked Taylor as I put down our hand basket and instead took a trolley, as they call grocery carts down under. I'm just being cautious is all. Look at these people, they're all freaked out and getting ready to hunker down. I don't know what's really happening but I want to make sure we've got everything we might need just in case. Taylor was a little irritated as I started picking up sundries, snacks, toiletries, and enough food for a couple weeks. I told her that if nothing happened then I'd just leave the stuff out for someone else. She made a remark about how I was wasting my money and I ignored her. On the way back to our apartment I slipped into a liquor store and picked up two cases of beer, six liters of vodka, six liters of whiskey, and assorted mixers. Just in case, of course. The news that evening confirmed my fears. 
Melbourne was going into six weeks of lockdown. We were going to be shut into our apartment and only allowed outside for two hours of exercise and one hour to go visit a store. I made a few frantic calls to the airline and it was the seventh time I tried that I got through to find out our flight was cancelled. A few more calls followed and I confirmed we weren't going to be allowed to leave for at least the entirety of the six weeks. That led to calling my father back at home in the US. He handled the news with aplomb as if this was no big deal. I appreciated his confidence and doubly appreciated his promise to drop enough money in my account to see me and Taylor through the six weeks of lockdown. I felt better when I got off the phone and shared this news with Taylor. The next day was the start of the lockdown and it was immediately apparent that the police were in no mood to play with anyone. We looked over the balcony of the apartment and saw people on the beach getting chased away or even arrested by the aggressive police. At one point one of the cops even yelled at us to go inside or get arrested. It was really shocking to see the city become a big prison. You just don't expect that kind of thing to happen in a western country and in this case it had happened so fast that there wasn't even time for anyone to protest. Although we were supposedly allowed to go out to exercise I convinced Taylor to stay in due to wanting to avoid a problem with the police. Where we were set on food for a while I also decided against going shopping until we absolutely had to. When we'd arranged for the apartment I was sleeping on the couch and Taylor had the bed. But a couple days into the lockdown Taylor had me switch because the bed was going to be more comfortable for me. Hate to say, but I didn't argue with her about that. We passed our time talking a lot. I got to hear about her high school experience, her debate club victories, her attempts at art, and her plans to study higher mathematics in college. Taylor got to hear about my hiking trip to Nepal, my fishing adventure in the Red Sea, my close encounter with a bear in Alaska, and etc. We even made it six days before I opened a case of beer. Despite the cold weather we made a point of sitting out on the balcony at night. We would sit and chat and sip a drink and enjoy breaking one of the oppressive rules. Naturally we stayed out of sight because even though we were rebels we didn't want to push our luck. An odd thing took place during our confinement as we tacitly agreed on some domestic practices. We never had to discuss it as we started doing laundry, cleaning dishes, and doing all of the normal things you do when you live together. For whatever reason we got along well as roommates and one day we both acknowledged this fact and each considered ourselves fortunate to have family we could like. I don't recall precisely which day it was but a day came along where we didn't need to leave the apartment and neither of us bothered to get dressed. I spent the day in a t-shirt and boxers, and Taylor spent the day in her nighttime chemise and panties. That started a habit with us of being rather casual around the apartment. I'd be lying if I didn't admit to giving her body serious consideration. I did my best to play it off but when I was in the shower by myself I found her to be the object of my fantasies as I'd relieve my pent-up needs. July 31st was a Friday, and that particular day stood out to me. Taylor and I had been into drinking a bit more than usual and when it came time for bed she followed me into the bedroom. It was cold and cloudy outside and the apartment had a bit of a chill to it so Taylor's explanation made sense. It's too fucking cold to sleep on the couch, she slurred, 
hope you don't mind but I'm in here tonight. It was the first time I'd heard her swear. Myself, I didn't mind the prospect of her company so I held up the blanket and let her slide in. Then I cuddled up behind her and my prescription from Dr. Johnny Walker put me to sleep. In the morning I woke to feeling Taylor's warm ass pressing against my body. It was a couple moments before I realized that my cock was out of my boxers and snugly gripped by Taylor's panty-protected thigh gap. I really had to fight back the urge to try to fuck her but at the same time it just wasn't right. She gently moved against me as I withdrew my cock. I swore she was wanting me, but I had to tell my ego to calm down. I got up from the warm bed and headed out to the kitchen to make some much-needed coffee. As the coffee was brewing I went out on the balcony to get some cold air. That helped me wake up and it also settled down the spike jutting out from between my legs. The day that followed was more or less normal. I was quietly relieved when Taylor didn't speak of what my cock had been up to during the night and I was quite set on making sure there were no repeat performances. At the same time the thought that my cock had been separated from Taylor's cunt by just a flimsy bit of fabric had me somewhat aroused all day. Around noon there was a knock on the door from one of our neighbors. I opened the door after putting on the requisite mask and the cheerful fellow mentioned how he'd overheard us on the balcony talking about vodka. He needed some and we had it. A trade was completed and now we had a bottle of gin and a couple bottles of tonic water. That night Taylor and myself sat down watching Sky News mostly because they were the only channel with news from the USA. At a certain point Taylor got up and made two pint glasses full of gin and tonic. Needless to say by bedtime we were both toasted and the two drinks were just a bit more than half gone. I made my move getting up to go to bed while Taylor put the two leftover drinks in the fridge. When she joined me in bed she had me spoon up behind her and then she snuggled into me. I have to admit that it was really nice. When I put my arm around her she didn't mind that my hand ended up holding her tit. Sleep overtook me before anything else happened and at the moment I was grateful. Sometime during the night I woke to feeling Taylor's ass pushing back at me. It was a very gentle motion but it was enough that my cock was responding. I couldn't help myself but to pull her tight against myself and strain to push my crotch at hers. She pulled away just enough to get her hand between us. She went right to my cock and rubbed it under my shorts. Again, she was very gentle but she was also making clear what she wanted. Fishing around my shorts she found the opening and I sighed as her soft hand wrapped around my pole and pulled it out of my shorts. Her hand exited the space between us and I felt her ass push up against me again. My cock rubbed between her ass cheeks. They felt silky and smooth. She moved again and this time lifted a leg to allow my cock to fit between us. The tip of my cock rubbed against something warm and moist. I woke up a bit more and did an exploratory thrust and realized that she wasn't wearing panties. Taylor? I asked. Yeah, she huskily replied. Do you want me to stop? She didn't hesitate. No. She pressed her ass at me and I couldn't help myself but to thrust. We bumped a few times and then we both caught our breath as my cock found the right place. 
My cock was just pressed into the mouth of her cunt. I took a moment to savor the feeling and then felt her press back. I didn't move and instead felt her body open up for me as the first inch or so of my cock entered her. My instincts took over at this point. Uh, ah, she exclaimed as I started to drive myself into her. I felt her body twitch as I tried to get deeper. Oh, God, she uttered as she moved her hips allowing me to plunge all the way inside of her. Between the effects of the alcohol and my need I wasn't the least bit interested in being gentle. All I knew was my cock was in her cunt and it was absolute heaven. I started fucking her hard and my hands wrapped around her. I mashed one of her tits while she grunted from getting her cunt slammed. She put a hand on my hip to try to push me back a little and all I did was fuck harder. Taylor cried out as I drove deep and started spewing my load into her. She tried to move away from me and I held her tight until I was done shooting my cum into her. She was silent in the aftermath of our coupling. When my cock finally relaxed and slipped from her body she moved away from me just enough to get some space. As I started to feel the embrace of sleep I swore I could hear her quietly sobbing. It was a bit before sunrise when I awoke. The memory of the evening flooded in on me and I had that brief moment of disbelief where I thought it could have been a dream. During the night Taylor had moved to where she was sleeping a little away from me. I explored her body with a hand and felt her bare thigh. Moving up I found her bare hip and the fact that she was naked below the waist made me hard again. I brushed her hair with my hand and then caressed her cheek. Taylor? You awake? I asked. Her snoozing continued informing me she was deep in sleep. My hand moved down her body. I undid the ties on her chemise and treated myself to feeling the soft skin of her breasts. She gave a pleasant little purr as my fingers played over her nipples. I removed my hand and let her go back to snoozing. Taking her hip with my hand I gently pulled her against me. As her body moved against me my cock neatly fit into her thigh gap again. She lay quietly as I gently rutted against her. When I poked her in the right place she moaned and moved her leg. I stopped for a moment and then started gently moving again as I heard her moan in approval. When she'd moved her leg she exposed her cunt to me and it wasn't long before I felt her moisture on my cock. As gently as I could I changed my angle and pushed. Her cunt opened for me and I stifled a moan as I slipped into her again. I was determined to be gentle and took my time getting myself fully embedded in her. Taking a little time just to savor the moment I started a very slow and deliberate rhythm. Somewhere along the line Taylor stirred. She reached between us to where our bodies met and explored. Then she just relaxed and let me keep going. Soon enough I felt her hips moving in response to mine and then I felt her tense. Fuck. She whispered as she came. I felt her cunt clench around my cock and that did it for me as I unloaded my cum into her again. We had a moment where I just held her but then she was up and off to the shower. When she was done she excused herself to the kitchen and it was my turn to clean up. I needed it. And after I was dressed decently I went out to talk to her. Good morning. I said, wondering what her response would be. 
She smiled at me. It is. Naturally we had to talk about our new relationship. And that's what we did for a while before deciding to take a walk together. It was eerie to be in a big city and have it so quiet. We got over to the beach but between signs saying the beach was closed and glares from the police we decided to stay close to the apartment. Lunch was a simple affair of bread and cheese. While we ate I asked Taylor why she'd wanted to be more to me than just a stepsister. I guess I never would have known you if our parents didn't get married. You're like the total opposite of me. But being around you I got to know you and then there's the thing where you're not so hard to look at, mister. I smiled at her. You're not so hard to look at yourself. When I asked her about the possibility of pregnancy she just shrugged. I can go to the store if you want me to. I offered. What if I didn't want you to, she asked. You mean you don't want to have sex anymore? I can understand that. She shook her head, no, what if I just want us to keep doing this, whatever it is? Would you be okay with that? I looked in her pale green eyes and realized that I was looking at the woman I'd marry. Of course I would. And that, my friends, was the closest we ever came to a marriage proposal. After that it was just a given that we would marry and have a family. Naturally, it was no surprise that when we were finally allowed to return to the USA, Taylor was sporting a very modest bulge. I guess my biggest surprise in all of this was when we got home and broke the news to our parents. They looked at each other, smiled, and then my new stepmom says, yeah, we kind of figured you two would find a way to pass the time. By Buzztrakian for Literatica. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found pleasure and inspiration. Come back tomorrow as we continue to bring you more explicit romance tales and subscribe to our podcast feeds in your mobile devices to access our entire library of hundreds of daily episodes. Happy dreams.